Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, we nailed the college football playoff. It went exactly <laughs> how we well, said it was going to go. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'll own that we had the wrong outcomes. Um, we didn't really get into style of game for Michigan-Alabama, so I can't, you know. But I, I will say, I, I think the style of game uh, that Washington-Texas was was pretty close to what I thought it would be. I had the wrong winner, but I thought it would be high scoring. I thought that Texas would stop the run. I thought they'd, uh, you know, be vulnerable to the pass, and all, all that came to be. They just uh, their their offense just wasn't up to it. But yeah, we we did have the wrong outcomes, and uh, you know, I think at one point I even said, you know, like sometimes you you talk yourself into like you know what you've seen all season. There there must be something else, and this might have been a little bit of an example. I mean, the top two seeds they were both undefeated. They won. Um, it was easy to talk yourself into the other two, but that's not how it ultimately ended. Yeah, I mean, I look, it was a very competitive pair of games. It, very it was, uh, very it, much, it, you know, yeah. I mean, final uh, possession of both games. Final final play. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, the, the obviously the overtime game, but then, you know, Texas – you know, has, uh, and, and we'll talk, I want to discuss the, you know, the four throws or four plays, four plays that they had to uh, tie and then would have won with an extra point. So, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for better than that. That's, I mean, the, the semifinals last year uh, for the first time in the in the four-team playoff were both really good games, both, you know, down to the wire, came down to the very end, and they did again, you know. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of funny after eight years of mostly semifinal routes, uh, with a couple exceptions, but mostly, uh, you know, like once we got the change and we're no longer just having a fourteen playoff, it's like, well, now now we can have exciting semifinals in the fourteen playoff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Why that is, I don't know. Probably just coincidence. I think it's because we're uh, stopping. I think it's because we're done. Uh, so that's the only reason why we get to have fun now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, you know, there will obviously semifinals aren't going away. Now we're just going to have games that lead to them. Theoretically, was, that should make those better because you're not going to have, you know, four weeks off now between, you know, uh, you know, end of season and the semifinals and, you know, um, but it also means, you know, teams aren't going to be as healthy either. That's one thing, you know, like generally you get these teams as healthy as they can be for these, you know, semifinal bowl games, uh, except for, you know, season ending injuries and the like, but guys who have had, you know, little bumps and bruises get a chance to rest up. And, and I mean, I think you saw it with Washington, you know, like they, they look healthier and better in that game than they did in the second half of the year because they are healthier, uh, you know, and uh, that won't be the case going forward, but you know, that's, that's life. That's where we go. Yeah. Now I am very happy about Washington winning, um, you know, I I am saddened that my national title pick is out now. Yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. I do take solace in my pick making it this far. Yes, um, hey, hey, they did a lot better than mine. I picked USC, uh, so yeah, can't remember who I had USC beating in the final. Um, Might have been Georgia. Which wasn't terrible, but USC certainly was. That was that was a classic example of like over analysis by me. Um, you know, thinking too much and trying to think outside the box, and uh, I should have just you know 
gone, I wouldn't have gone Michigan, Washington. I can tell you that, but I, I wouldn't have gone USC if I just gone with my instincts. But yeah. you know, that's life. Yours was good. Yours, uh, I mean, I believe you had Texas, Alabama in I the did. final. I was very close. Uh, so yeah, you came very close to getting it right on. Uh, credit where it's due. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, you, you didn't nail it, but when you do it at the start of the season to get your final both teams in the playoffs, it's pretty solid. Um, now though that we are here and it's Michigan, Washington, I, I'm guessing you're rooting for Michigan. Um, yeah, I will be. I mean, and, and it's not anything again. I mean, they like, I like Washington. I rooted for them throughout the year. Um, but you know, I, I very much wanted Michigan to win last night. Um, and, and when they did, you know, then I'm thinking, boy, if they play Texas, that's going to be one of those where I truly, I would have been pretty darn happy either way i would have rooted for texas but i you know i would like to see michigan win one i'd like to see harbaugh win a title i think that'd be i think that'd be pretty cool um you know um but will i be anti-washington no no um and yet it's hard to like pick right back up and when i rooted you know as the game went along especially very much against washington last night uh, you know, it's hard to be like, well, now I'm going to root for him. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't have that. I was, I was rooting for Texas and I want to talk about the two games, uh, you know, with, with some detail, but, uh, you know, Washington played well, give them, give them credit. They probably should have won more comfortably than they did. Yeah. They, they almost gave it back. They uh, did. They did. Yeah. I mean, should we, should we discuss that one first, even though it was the second game? Yeah. Let's, okay. let's do that. I, I think what was impressive about Washington was their first half offense was remarkable. Um, yeah. They, yeah. you know, they got one stop on the opening Texas drive and then they just, they scored and they, from that point, like they didn't trail. They, they were no, they tied did. or ahead yeah. the whole game. Tied. Yeah, yeah, they traded touchdowns in the first half uh, each each time, um, and you know they had the fumbled punt return that that set up Texas' second touchdown, I believe. It was you know fourteen seven. They muffed the punt return, which and that was that was a, a you know contagious thing yesterday. Michigan had their troubles with that as well, um, but yeah, I mean, like Penix was really really good. Penix was was. To the point where, again, I mean, I, they never said it, but it sure seemed like he was a little less than 100% after that first Oregon game. He took a lot of shots in that game mm-hmm. in, in October, and, and and McMillan was out for a good chunk of the year, one of the three receivers. And, man, you saw, like, when they're, when they're healthy, when he and those three receivers are healthy, they are pretty darn tough to slow down in that passing game. And, you know, like, I mean, Texas won a few battles, but they didn't win enough. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Texas. You know, Sark put them in position with good play calling. I mean, that you know, a couple times balls bouncing off guys' hands. You know, yeah, it's tough to yeah, tough to put it on I, him. I tough to put it on Ewers. With, with the play calling, I, I don't think Ewers played well last night, and at the very end, certainly. But even I mean, from the jump, like he he just seemed like his numbers look okay. He didn't have any interceptions. Uh, he threw for, you know, I think 250 plus by the, you know, it's like, it's a game that if you didn't watch it and you just looked at the stats, you say, well, Ewers played fine. Um, I, I don't think he, I mean, I guess he played fine. He 
he did not play well. He did not bring the same game that he brought from the Alabama game and the Oklahoma State Big 12 title game that, you know, has been like, man, when the, when the stakes are the highest, he's at his best. He wasn't last night. Yeah. He missed a lot. I mean, the, the last drive, and I don't, you know, I want to skip ahead all the way to that, but I guess we can in a way. You get gifted about 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Nobody's fault. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a bad rule, but it's just, it's a, you know, the, the injury to Washington when they would have been able to run it down to about, a, you know, 18, 20 seconds before having to punt. Creates a timeout. You, you know, you get the ball back with 45 instead of, you know, 12 or whatever. First two throws were way off the mark. Then he hits this great throw to Whittington, and, you know, and then that one up the sideline to the running back. But man, the four plays from the 12-yard line, I, like, I, I don't know if it'll haunt me forever, but it's going to haunt me for a while, that you had four snaps with 15 seconds left, and not a one of them was a realistic chance to score a touchdown. I, I, that's un, that's just, like, unfathomable to me. Yeah. Dump, dump it out of the backfield to the running back. I Lucky he didn't get tackled in bounds because game's over. Second down throws out of the back of the end zone. Felt like, you know, you're trying to preserve a field goal attempt, but a field goal that, you know, down six. Third down, he's flushed, and he has to throw it away real quick. And then the fourth down one, I I mean, like, he's trying to throw some pretty little fade to the corner of the end, and he throws out of bounds. You got to keep the ball in bounds. I mean, uh, you know, if he, the Washington defensive back is, is five yards deep in the end zone. Just drill it to the front corner. It's a touchdown. Just, just. Drill it in there to Mitchell. Don't you don't need to throw a fancy fade. Just throw it on a line. He's he's right there. Stop at the front corner. It's a touchdown. Yeah. It look, it could have gone better, I think. I think we all agree from a Texas perspective. But he had them in the game. You know He did. He did. He wasn't he didn't horrible. cost them the game. There was no... No, no, no. He didn't cost them the game, but he he did not play a great game, I don't think. Now, you know, the, the, each running back had a fumble in the second half. That cost you. Um, you know, defensively, they just could not stop the big pass. Uh, I mean, when they got within six, you know, they, they give up a big pass down the field that sets up a field goal to make it nine. That's how you're, you know, you're needing, like, all these things to go right, and God dang, if nine out of ten things didn't go right. And that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to make it too much about the last four plays, but it's just like, man, it's like when a team has a, you know, a Hail Mary and, and you throw it, you know, you end up throwing it five yards out of the end zone. It's like, well, you, you didn't even give yourself a chance. And, like, if it gets picked off, I, I would have lived with that. You, you know, second down, throw it in the middle of the end zone. If it gets intercepted, it sucks. But, man, at least you – at least you gave yourself a chance to score a touchdown. You had to have a touchdown. Throwing it away through the back of the end zone, uh, like that serves no purpose. That's a waste. Yeah. And then the fourth down play again. I mean, I, I already said it, but like uh, sometimes it feels like he tries to make every throw look like a, a work of art. Like he's trying to like feather every throw in and just look like he's he's in an art contest. And it's like, man, just. Just rifle the ball in there. Just throw it. Like, not everything has to be, like, just, you know, 
a, a beautiful spiral, you know, arching through the air like on NFL films. Just just get the ball from point A to point B, and sometimes he doesn't feel like he does that. Now, he will apparently be back. Yeah, um, I, I think he should. I, I thought there was a chance if he played two great games, you know, and, and they won the national title, that that whole like, oh, he's planning on coming back would have changed, but I, I, I don't think that changes now. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I've you know, I've been there done that with a Texas quarterback who expressed his full intention to come back and then, you know, had a wonderful national championship game, in my opinion, the best ever. And all of a sudden it was like, Well, you're gonna be a top five pick, you gotta go. And he absolutely was right to go. So I always was holding off a little bit like, well, let's not just assume he's coming back. But now that, you know, that isn't the end, uh, I, I presume he will be back for next year. And I'm not unhappy about that. I mean, he had a much better year. He, he grew a lot from year one to year two. Um, there's just some things that, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him get better at in year three. And hopefully he will. Um, because, uh, you know, hopefully he's as, you know, bothered by the end of that game as me and a, a probably millions of other people that like, man, you just, you just didn't give yourself a chance. None of those throws could have resulted in the six points that you needed. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So it was, it was, uh, it was just kind of, uh, you know, I mean, they just weren't good enough. That's bottom line. Like, and again, I'll, I'll go back to it. They were lucky to even have that chance. You know, I mean, Washington runs that third down play with 50 plus seconds. And if there's no injury, they're able to punt with, you know, 15 and you're getting the ball at your own, you know, 20 with maybe two snaps. That's a, a you know, so uh, you were lucky to have that chance, but then I don't think they fully took advantage of that chance. Yeah. What did you think overall of Sark's job? I, th- I think he, I, I think the season was a success. I think. Oh gosh! Overall, from the season perspective, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's easy to forget that two years ago they were five and seven. Yeah. And you know, lost like three or four in a row to end the year to miss out on a bowl. They lost to Kansas when Kansas was, you know, in the depths. Um, you know, and, and last year, even they, you know, like it was a better year last year, but you know, you had this all world running back with Bijan and then they went, you know, eight and four and end up in the Alamo bowl. It's like, well, that's boy, is, is that as, you know, like, shouldn't it be better? Um, and, and this year it was, you know, like they were more well-rounded. Um, they were the big 12 favorite at the start of the year. And I think everybody, including myself, you know, had a little bit of that, like, well, we've, we've been there, done that, right? Yeah, let's see if they can actually live up to expectations. And they did. They won the Big 12. They got to the playoffs. Uh, you know, so, yeah, overall, very, very good year. He's recruiting well. He's, you know, getting impact transfers. Um, you know, did I think he had his best night last night? No. I don't think it was a poorly coached game. I think they could have run the ball more in the first half when they were getting whatever they wanted. And I, and I kind of think he's one of those, like many offensive coaches, you know, they get, a, they get a little obsessed with the tricky pass game. It's like, man, just, just hammer the ball up the middle if it's working. Make them take it away, and they, they weren't taking it away. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, I mean, if if I had to grade the season overall, I mean, it's an a, it's an A as far as I'm concerned. Like an A plus mm-hmm. is if you win the national title. But you know, winning the conference, getting to the playoff, especially given you know where this program has been the last decade or so, man, I, like I can't get too greedy. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since 2009 when they played for the national title, and a lot of lean years in between. So, pretty solid. On the other side, you know, Washington keeps winning. Like I, they I do. don't, you know, they do. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember their last loss, by the way? I believe it was to us. It was, it was, yeah. Last October, uh, early October, yeah. Trenton Borgay off the bench to for an injured Emory Jones, and and yeah, how about that? They they won, I believe, twenty two straight now, I think. Well, you know how it is. Like ASU is a different bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, it's a bar they struggle with because I mean, yes, they've had a lot of close wins this year, but. It, uh, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that we are one game away from the team that, that by all rights, we should have beaten at their home field this year. I mean, if we kick a, a pretty easy field goal, we're up by eight points with like four minutes left. We've held them without an offensive touchdown. I believe the entire game, uh, you know, like it's just hard for me to believe that that team could win the national title, but we're, we're awfully close to it. Yeah. And I, ASU just has something over Washington, I guess. Like that, you know. Uh, I remember we beat them with with Jake Browning when they were, you know, top ten in the country, twenty seventeen or sixteen, one of those years. Uh, I mean, they they just, you know, it's just a it's a hard bar for them to get over. Um, and but we could have we could have ruined their chances this year because I don't think they're in the playoff if they're uh, if everything else is exactly the same and they lose to ASU. They're probably getting left out of the playoffs when it comes right down to it. Yeah. I agree. So, but yeah, bottom line, I mean, they, they, you're right. They just keep finding a way. Sometimes it's, it's like that ASU game where they win, you know, what, 16 to 12 or whatever it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other times it's like last night where they got a score, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus, uh, you know, but it's just, it's, it's, Obviously, they've got something going, uh, and I mean, like I said, that that passing game of theirs is very impressive when it's when it's clicking and they're hitting those, you know, sideline passes for forty yards, and it's like the ball is just like exactly where it has to be to to, to work. Like it, it couldn't it couldn't be off by a fraction, or it's going to be deflected or short or long or out of bounds. But he just puts it exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. And then let's uh, let's we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the first game, which went into yeah. overtime, which was a, a a classic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every everything you could want from you know the two programs, two coaches, all of that. Yeah, I mean, it's I know they lost, but it is still to me amazing the just perpetual job that Saban does at Alabama. I mean, it's, it's, um, I think last night and, and it showed, you know, even in that Auburn game, like that was a team that, that didn't really do anything 
great. They did mm-hmm. a, almost everything well, but nothing great. And and so to get where they did, yeah, I mean, I, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I don't want to say you know like they have no talent. I mean, they they have a lot of talent, but they weren't a dominant defense. They didn't have the mauling offensive line, powerful running game. Passing game was was limited a lot. For, I mean, you saw you know they only threw for 116 yards last night. You know, like it's it's not a team like some of those Alabama teams over the last 10, 15 years that just had like something that was just an incredible facet that how could you beat them this way? But you know, they they still managed to go undefeated through the SEC, and you know, but for a couple of plays, would have won and and would have been the favorite of the national championship game on Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a – of the, you know, I, I think this year there were eight teams that were, like, clearly above the rest. Um, they were the team that, that came the furthest to get there. Like, you know, from where they were the first four weeks of the season to where they finished, you know, like, it's it's an incredible job that they did to go from, you know, the team that could barely move the ball against USF – in week three to a team that, you know, a, a, a whisper away from in the national championship game. Yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed by their whole season considering just like, you know, the, the talk was not that they were a bust and bums, but just that, you know, maybe Georgia had blown by them. Maybe, yeah. m- you know, Michigan had blown way past them. And they, they hadn't. They were right in there. And I, I just think it's a testament to the fact that the guy's been doing this for, you know, a lifetime. Yeah. And yeah, still yeah. doing no, it. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I, I had my doubts about him at the start of the year and you know, before the season. And the first three weeks validated everything I thought that, you know, they were they didn't have a quarterback. They weren't dominant enough in other areas of the game to make up for that. And and then they, you know, they, they found a recipe with Milrow. Who, who I think, you know, much like yours, like still still needs to get better in the offs. Like, he, you know, he needs to improve as a passer. Um, you know, his he, he, he tends to give up on the on the pass sometimes too quick, try to run uh, or sometimes holds the ball too long to try to make some heroic play. But, man, he got a lot better and and, you know, got him to this point, um, you know, to that, though, uh, you know, we talked a lot about, or I talked a lot about the end with, with Texas. what you think of the, of the, you know, goal to go plays for Alabama, especially the fourth and goal. Disappointing. Um, it, they struck me as a team who didn't feel like they could just line it up though. I mean, let's flip, let me go back to Michigan's, which is quorum run, quorum run. And we're in the end zone. Yeah, and it just yeah, yeah. felt like Alabama didn't believe that they could do anything like that. And I, I think you're right. I mean, that was that's one thing I mean by like they they didn't have the you know like 2015 when they had Derrick Henry, and it was like, well, you know, worst comes to worst, we got Derrick Henry in this great offensive line, we could just run the ball at you. They they never really had that this year. They had a cast of running backs that were all solid. And maybe one or two will grow into stars. You know, a couple of them were freshmen that played this year, but they didn't have that. And 
I mean, I go, I, I think back to the second and goal play at the not, you know, like they run a, a you know, a, a lateral run that ends up losing what five or six yards. Yeah. You know, that was a, I mean, you know, we look at the fourth and goal play and we can critique it. I mean, I did critique it in the moment a little bit, uh, but it's the second and goal play that sets you back and then you get the throw, but that, you know, that throw for 11 yards rather than being a touchdown is, you know, only sets you up at the three. Yeah. No, I mean, that was the, the disappointment to me, if I'm an Alabama fan, was on first and goal, you would have thought, line it up and use this NFL caliber offensive line that I'm used to having. Right. And just push the ball four yards, then push the ball four more yards, and then get into the end zone. Yeah. And yeah. it's just and like they, it wasn't in the cards. And, and you know, that that's to take nothing away from their offensive line, who is, you know, loaded as always. It's but, good. It's good, but, but it's they not just, as great as maybe yeah, it has been. Yeah. But that's what I'm exactly where I'm going is they just yeah. it didn't feel like, okay, look, we're just gonna duck between the left tackle and the left guard and we'll just this ball's gonna wind up in the end zone. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I think that showed on the fourth and goal play. I mean, I, you know, there was a long, you know, break between third and fourth and goal because Burton gets hurt. Michigan calls timeout. Then Alabama calls timeout. And and you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, if you're Michigan, I, I think you you want to you want to do everything you can to take away the quarterback run. And if they beat yeah. you another way, they beat you another way. And ultimately, that is exactly what they tried to do. And Michigan made the play, man. I mean, I could, you know, like they, they spread them out to try to get guys out of the box. They took, they moved the running back out, which that's the one thing I was a little surprised they would do is like, you, you take away the element of, is he going to hand it off or not? When, yeah. when you send the running back out, then it's like, well, I mean, you don't have a lot of time to think about it, but are you really just going to call a drop back pass in yeah. that moment for a guy who's not really a drop back passer? Well, it also, so, it also, it also takes away, it also takes away a shoving guy. You it know? does. True. True. Which is for me the part that was like what I expected, just because I haven't watched football since the late nineties, was <laughs> a ha- uh, a boot a play action bootleg with a run pass option for Milrow to the outside with everyone sort of veering that way, and it's like. I agree. Wait. Something to, to extend the play. You and, know, maybe yeah. he runs it in. Maybe you, you know, you got like three layers of receivers, you know, yeah, front, and you, back, make, you know, something like that. And yeah. you make the defense decide, are you going to stay home? I mean, it puts yeah. it puts a lot of pressure on a lot of young guys to stay with their assignment when you do It that. does. It does. I, I agree. I thought, again, my thought was it would be something like that. And, and if you're Michigan, you say, you know, make him throw in the end zone. If he yeah. throws it, he throws it. You know, he had had one just a little earlier in the fourth quarter that was just like a a layup, you know, pass to the running back that he just totally fanned on. I mean, he, he it was way off the mark. And and I even thought, like, in this moment, like, I want him put the ball in the air. If he makes the play, he makes the play, you go into second overtime. But, it, you know, like, I'm going to take away what he does best, which is the running game. I mean, I, I that's how they iced the game against Georgia. You know, Georgia got within three with, with four, three, four minutes to go. 
and and you know he ran for two first downs and it was like oh, that's it you know they're not going to get the ball back so you knew that's what they wanted to do when it really got tense and and you know a great job by Michigan to take it away and I mean a, a big time job by Michigan's defense all night they looked like they were about to wear down in the fourth quarter but they never really did um, the offense gave them almost nothing for the second half until that last drive I mean. The, Majority of the second half, their offense was non-existent, but they just kept them in it, kept them in it, and finally they put together that drive with you know four minutes to go, triggered by the fourth down conversion, uh, which was you know a, a bit of a gutsy call to go for it on that fourth down with three timeouts. The the safe play would have been punt, we'll get the ball back, but that was that was a gutsy call by Harbaugh, and it was the right call. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are your thoughts then for the title game? You're, we're going to have an undefeated national champion. We are, we are, yeah. We're going to have 15-0, and 0, uh, which, you know, for a while there, it was like nobody nobody could actually do that. But then, you know, Clemson did it, LSU did it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, like, Michigan-Alabama was sort of the last year's Georgia-Ohio State, that, like, those two teams, the winner was going to win – um, and that maybe Washington has a parallel to TCU. I do not think it will be, you know, 65 to seven or whatever it was like, that's, I mean, I'm not saying that, but you know, could I see it being a fairly lopsided result? I could, but then I have this hesitancy of thinking like, well, you know, Washington seems to be in every game they play. They might all be close, even against teams you'd think they blow out, but they don't. You know, and and so I don't know. I, that's a long way to say I I haven't really settled on a on a a pick just yet. What about you? So my my head says Michigan, right? Like, yeah. There's a reason why they're the number one seed. Right, they, right. They, as you said, had time to get people healthy. Alabama seems like the hardest team of the four to get by or of the other three to get by and they already yeah. did it. So, right. but the flip side, which, you know, I'm, I'm picking Washington because I almost think it's going to be a bit of a letdown game, at least letting their guard down a little. And what we saw with Washington against Texas is that they'll score. And if if the same thing happens and, you know, Michigan comes out just on just on the opening draft, just, you know, quorum for two incomplete pass, you know, six yard gain punt. Mm-hmm. Now you might be playing catch up all day because now Washington is yeah. going to get the ball to start the second half. And, and, you know, I know that Michigan's defense is better than Texas's defense. I'm it not, is. I was going to yeah. say, I think that is I think that's true. Yes. Yes. But I just, I don't know. Washington has answered the bell and has been doubted multiple times this they year. Have, you know. They have, no doubt. And they will, they will continue to ride that, I'm sure, this week of the, you know, uh, you know they're underdogs. Now, I, I don't know, and I, I haven't heard, but their running back got hurt. That was the injury on that, you know, that last play. Right. and. It's. I mean, DeBoer's post-game interview made it sound like he knew he was hurt, you know, somewhat significantly. I mean, he said something about, you know, if a guy's hurt bad or something like that. So that could be big, too. 
because I mean he's he's yeah. been a I mean as good as Penix and the receivers are, that guy's been really important for them in the second half of the year. So if he can't play, feels like that's a, a significant loss. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I, I, that's one thing, and I know it's my idea to you know to talk today. I will say I have not settled on a pick yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a fence rider for the moment, um, and and say I'm not sure. I I agree with just about everything you said. Logic says Michigan's the better team. That you know they won the tougher conference. I think uh, maybe that's not true, but on, on the surface it appears that way. Um, you know, and it's kind of they kind of in the story of the year, right? I mean, for good or for bad. 2023 college football feels like it's associated with Michigan. Um, they ought to win. But yet, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Michigan beat them by 17. But I also mm-hmm. wouldn't be shocked if it's a down-to-the-wire game that, you know, Washington's got a four-point lead and we're, you know, biting our nails at the very end like every Washington game pretty much since the first part of October. Yeah. Well, let's pivot then to talk about something where we know the outcome. ASU basketball's final trip to the Bay Area as a conference foe. That's right. Uh, knocking off the tree, knocking off the Golden Bears, two games with a double-digit comeback. Yeah, um, two games that I think we, you know, I mean, probably led, what, about 10% of the time, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but but led at the end of 40 minutes at each, and that's all that matters. It's one of those things where I don't know what to think of this team, and I don't know what to think of the conference. Yeah. But yeah. what I will say is you want to be the two or the three. I Look, I know Arizona lost, and I know right, – but, right. but Arizona's going to wind up the one seed. I'd be shocked if it, they weren't would, in the conference tournament. It would certainly – seem like they're still the best team in the conference. I mean, you know, who knows? It's early, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to take more than one conference loss for me to, to, you know, move off of that. Stanford had a great day. Yeah. I think set a, set a school record record. for threes in a game or something like that. Like, you know, that, that's probably not a repeatable formula. So to that end, you want to be on the two, three line and wins like that help you get there. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're two we, and zero on the road. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, like we're we're not that good of a team. I, I think that is still the case. I mean, is it nice to be two and zero and tied for the conference lead? Uh, you know, you know this. I texted you this. Did I want to talk today so that we could have this conversation while that was still the case, and not do it Thursday night and then lose Thursday night? And then it's like, well, so much for that. Yes. I don't think there's a lot of staying power in this, but you never, like, I mean, like you said, the conference is just not very good. And, you know, I mean, if you can pile up wins, I'm still not sure it's enough to get to the tournament unless you win the conference tournament as well. Well, you see, that's where I'm, that's where I'm getting at though, is if you can get to that two, three line, you, you have a lot of opportunities for someone else to play Arizona before you. you. And then when, yeah, I mean, I'm like, look, I don't think we're going to have this good of a record, but let's say we, let's say we finish the conference season 14 and six. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think we will. I mean, that's still probably not enough to get in at large. Is it? 
think that puts us 20 and 20 and 11 for the regular season. And with the losses we've had with, with some ugly losses and really no signature win. I mean, we didn't, we didn't beat anybody yeah, that at unless, least doesn't appear to be really good in the non-conference. I mean, maybe those, somebody gets hot. But. Unless those 14 wins include two over the Wildcats. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll have at most two marquee victories and probably yeah. no marquee victories. Probably none. Yeah. And again, I don't think we're going 14 and six. I mean, let's not, uh, you know, is let's it not kid ourselves. We, we should have lost both of those games. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. Like, you know, let's, let's not lose sight of the fact that we were outplayed for like 30 plus minutes of both games and could have easily come home. Oh, and two, uh, you know, it, Hey, again, all that matters is who has more points at the end of 40 minutes. And it was us. And, and, you know, if this team can find a, a niche like that to, you know, win ugly, that's great. Um, I don't know if they can, but you know, the best thing I can say is like, Hey, it's, it's, it's better than an alternative, you know, to, to win two games up there, especially when Arizona didn't is like, Hey, you know, that, that feels kind of nice. Uh, could that feeling be erased with, you know, against Utah and Colorado this week who are also both two and zero? Sure. I, I mean, it would not shock me if we got swept at home and we're right back to two and two and like, well, here we go, you know, reset once again. Yeah. But I'll enjoy it for the few days we have it. Absolutely. I I think that the big thing here is more just the conference is going to be topsy-turvy. There, there's going to be chances to win. I don't think we are outclassed by that many teams. No, no, we're not. I mean, and that's, that is more of a statement on the rest of the conference than us, yeah. I think. But, yeah, I agree. Like, outside of Arizona, USC was supposed to be. And and maybe they'll find a, a switch. But, boy, it's not there right now. They got swept in their Oregon trip. Um, I mean, they, they really didn't have a good non-conference. Like, they've, they've been a pretty big disappointment to this point. So, like, uh, you know, gives you a little thought. We get, we get UCLA and USC at home in two weekends. Uh, you know that doesn't appear to be that tough of a stretch when normally it is. Yeah. And so it's just, so if you get to where you, to get to where you want to be, I think you need to be in the top three teams in the conference. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. That gives you a chance to maybe, maybe, uh, you know, you don't have to play Arizona on the way, or maybe you get them in the final and, you know, Hey, having already played them twice, results of the first two, you know, be whatever, you know, maybe, maybe you break through, maybe that's the one. So who knows? I mean, it's going to be a, an uphill battle. There is no doubt. It's a long, long road ahead. This team still has a lot of weaknesses, but it's, uh, you know, it's a good way to start the conference season. And, you know, like I said, maybe, maybe we can just kind of get on a little bit of a magic carpet ride. Yeah, absolutely. Do I think so? No, I, I don't I either. Don't, there. I, I mean, I don't believe that will happen. No, possible, I, sure. I think we have okay guards, okay wings, and okay big men. And I think we are an okay team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, but I think, but I guess my point is the conference is not great. And if no. you, if you can string together, like, Winning these two games is two in the bank now. And yeah. if you can beat 
Utah and Colorado and the LA schools, well, all of a sudden, yeah, you've, yeah. you've stacked six wins, and then all you have to do is go eight and six the rest of the way. Right, you know? right, right, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you know, you never know uh, where it all shakes out. I mean, certainly it's, um, you know, it does appear that most games will be winnable just because of the very clear weakness of the conference overall. So who knows? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it is that feeling. It's kind of like a, you know, a football season in a way, like, you know, a, a sort of inferior team, but you get off to like a, a 2-0 and start in conference play because it's like, well, your first two opponents were kind of, it's like, well, geez, you know, can we find our way to like 6-3, and three, maybe 7-2? and two? Who knows? Maybe we can, you know, and that's that's how it feels in this case. Like, well, you know, we're 2-0 and is better than 1-1 one and one or 0-2, oh which we could have easily been. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where we, it's in our pocket now. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, it's a good start. And, you know, obviously Cal and Stanford are not great teams, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, going up there and winning two on the road has never been easy. And I think we, if I saw right and remembering right, we did it in February last season, I think. So we, you know, we went 4-0 and in the Bay Area in 2023. Not bad. Yeah. Um, before we go, I uh, I waited till the end because it's a bit of a downer. Um, but I just wanted to note the passing of former Packers center Ken Bowman, who was the center for the first two Super Bowl teams. He wound up uh, becoming a lawyer in his post NFL career in Tucson. Yeah. I got to meet him when I was a kid, and he was very nice to me. He let there me you go. he let me hold a Super Bowl ring. Um. So, I, I just cool. want to remark cool. on, on his passing. Um, he was a, a wonderful person during the time I got to interact with him as a kid. He treated me like a grown-up, uh, but Good he also deal. knew I was a fan. So, I just wanted to comment on that. But I hear you. I hear you. Those things make an impact, man. Trust me. I, I, I get you completely on that. Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.